Welcome to another E3 edition of the Game Luster Podcast. In this one, we're going to share our final thoughts on E3 2018. Now that the week has officially come to a close, E3 ended yesterday. And we'll be going around our little discussion room here, and, and each of us will just be talking about something either from the press conferences that we didn't touch on before or something else that has come out over the past few days. Now, I'll start with Austin. Um, he's he's our assistant reviews editor, and we're also joined by Haley, our social media manager, and Mike, one of our writers. Um, but I'll, I'll turn it over to Austin first, and we'll just kind of go from there. Um, and you can start by getting off of your chest whatever else you want to say about E3 2018. Yeah, well... Um... First off, probably most excited for three games. Of course, two of them are my, like, probably top five favorite franchises of all time, and that's Halo uh, Infinite and Fire Emblem Three Houses. And then, um, for the third one, I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077, Mm -hmm. even though we don't know much on it. Um, The trailer really got me, and I love the cyberpunk theme. And um, also, what's come out over the past day or two, I guess, um, says that CD Projekt Red confirms that the game is targeted for current-gen consoles, so we might see it pretty soon, and that's really exciting for me. And then I guess I'll touch on one other thing while I'm here. Um, a lot of people are kind of looking forward to Rocksteady making a um, an appearance at E3, as some of you know, or maybe we all do. Um, they developed the Batman Arkham games, and uh, they were expected to have some sort of game. Um, well, not expected. People just wanted it to happen. Um, and they, they did an apology on Twitter saying that um, they're sorry, which I don't think <laughs> they owe anybody any apologies, but still. Um, they said, uh, knowing how much it means to you keeps us inspired and energized to deliver a game that will... That you will be proud of. We'll share it with you as soon as it's ready. So it seems like they're developing something, uh, which is exciting because I really enjoy the Arkham games. There's been a few explanations that have come out from companies on why they didn't show or why they didn't show something. Like, that reminds me of Nintendo explaining why they didn't show Metroid Prime 4. That's kind of funny to me, all these companies apologizing after the fact. Yeah, they don't really owe an apology i mean people just really want to see something but i mean come on this stuff takes time and it'll come out eventually you just got to be patient yes and a lot of us have had to learn patience the hard way um i i look at my half-life 3 t-shirt hanging in the corner but anyway um so austin were, were you going to uh continue going through all those things or Shall I turn it over? Um, well, I think I touched on everything. I'm just really excited for... Oh, of course I'm excited for Smash 2, but um, we might get that get to that later. Um, because I think all of us are really, really excited to play that. So, just uh, a couple games I'm looking forward to. Excellent. So I'll turn it over to you, Haley. What are your final thoughts on E3 2018? Um, 
as always, I think Sony killed it. Um, I don't know why people pick winners, but if I had to pick one, it would definitely be Sony. Um, but I think I'm most excited for probably, there's like quite a few games that piqued my interest while I play them all. Maybe I'd like to, but I guess I can name a couple or probably all of them because there's, I don't know. Anyway, um, so from Square Enix, Babylon's Fall and The Quiet Man. I'm really excited for those ones because I don't know anything about them and they look interesting. Um, all the games from Sony look exceptional, look super interesting. Um, of course, we know absolutely nothing about Death Stranding again, so True. hopefully we we get like just a sentence about the story. Like, I need something here. Well, we can surmise. <laughs> um, Cyberpunk 2077, which I think everyone is excited for as long as you're okay with it being first person. And, of course, because I am the Assassin's Creed queen, uh, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited that I get to pick um, between a male or a female protagonist. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. Ubisoft can have my money until I die. <laughs> excellent now you mentioned um a couple games from the square enix video like the quiet man and it's funny i'd completely forgotten about that and i guess it's because the trailer was so nondescript and it's an original ip i mean we don't really know anything about that i haven't been checking to see if any more news has come out about that but that's one of those games that was just kind of there I feel like it definitely slipped under everyone's radar or they were just like, okay, this looks funky. Let's just like move past it and look at all the other games. But I think it's one that shouldn't be counted out. I'm hoping that we see more of it eventually, but from what they had, I feel like we probably won't see a lot about it for at least a couple of years. Yes, I would guess so as well. Now, you mentioned Death Stranding and how we didn't really learn anything, and that's mostly true, standard operating procedure, but we did get little glimpses at what the gameplay could be. We saw Norman Reedus' character, I I believe Sam, Sam um, walking across long stretches of empty land, carrying a bunch of packs on him, uh, using his little baby satellite thing on his shoulder um walking past these shadowy enemies it seemed to suggest some kind of stealth gameplay where you could try to sneak by them and then if they catch you they like pull him down into the ground as they did in that trailer so we got some inklings of what the gameplay might be like traveling desolate landscapes uh transporting large packs sneaking by these shadowy enemies and then we, we got introduced to a new character in the story. Um, what's her name? Megan Wagner? I'm sorry. Does anyone know the name? I have nope. no clue. Ashley something. Remember. I'd have to look it up. But we, so we did get some stuff. I was, I was a little pleasantly surprised with, with that one. Um, it makes me more excited for it. I love me some Kojima and it's definitely looking very Kojima. Anyway, I mean, 
Oh, sorry. Real quick. I know I said this before, but the cast for that game is just looking absolutely phenomenal with all the actresses and actors that he's hiring for the project. So I feel like it's definitely going to be a very, very emotional cinematic experience. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping for with the way his other games are. So I feel like we're definitely not going to be let down by what he has to offer. Exactly. I do agree. I would be shocked if the game like wasn't good. I don't see how Kojima, with all that money and time and talent he's being given, could make something that isn't an exceptional experience. So now I'll turn it over to Mike, and you can run through any last thoughts you want to share on E3. Yeah, um, I think we had a decent showing. There was a few disappointments. Fallout 76, uh, the new Pokemon RPG not being announced, no Metro Prime 4. But at the same time, we... uh, they did drop some stuff that got me hyped, like Devil May Cry 5. I've been waiting for this game for years now, and just knowing that it's coming out soon-ish, we've got, a f- you know, by about half a year before it comes out, you know, has got me really excited. Um, Resident Evil 2 looks awesome. Um, yes. I'm glad, you know, we got some good horror coming up, and I gotta agree with Austin, Cyberpunk 2077 looks amazing. Yes, and I I agree with that. I'll I'll follow up on what you said. Um, First, uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake reveal has made me, like a lot of things at E3, has made me want to go back and play the original Resident Evil 2. As I've referenced before, E3 coverage reminds me of all the games I need to go back and play. And although I had played the, uh, the GameCube remake of Resident Evil and then Resident Evil 4 and 5 and 7. I never played Resident Evil 2. So I'm thinking I might order that one off Amazon and and play it on my PS2 so I can join in all the uh, hype and excitement leading up to this one. And I have to say from what I've seen, um, Resident Evil 2 fans are really, really excited now, yeah, it makes me want to really go dig out my old PlayStation, yeah. my old copy of Resident Evil 2. Exactly. It's it's inspiring nostalgia, which HD remakes do. I, I remember um, like when Halo Anniversary came out, and I'm sure, Austin, you could relate, that really made me want to go back and, and replay the original Halo as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I- I kept wanting to switch filters when I was playing it, you know? Yeah. I remember doing that, too. Although, I tried to play most of it with the new updated graphics, because, you know, then what was the point? Yeah, of course. Anyway, so the the main thing I want to talk about is Cyberpunk 2077, especially the news coming out about the demo, because from what I've read... Uh, the journalists who were shown the demo, it was behind closed doors, they were blown away. Like, they're saying it's one of the most significant or memorable game demos they've seen at E3. 
Uh, they talk about the rich environment, the high attention to detail, um, the gameplay, of course, it's set in first person, it's going to be a first person RPG, and there'll be, uh, movement will be an important part of combat, there'll apparently be a lot of sliding and climbing and jumping, you'll have guns and melee weapons like blades and side abilities, um, the city setting is what a lot of people touch on, talking about how just rich and detailed the city setting. It's set in Night City, but just how rich and detailed the city is. Vertical exploration will be a big part of the game. It'll be a fully open world. You can do things like steal cars, and there are plenty of other activities. You can purchase property in the city, um... And then it's got uh, its RPG system. There aren't set classes that your class, your character can evolve and change and morph throughout the game. Um, the dialogue similar to The Witcher 3. I mean, I'm reading all the details on this game and it's sounding like exactly my kind of game. Like a mixture of, of course, The Witcher 3, CD Projekt Red's uh, latest game, but also... Classic titles like Deus Ex or uh, System Shock 2. Or then, of course, titles like um, Dishonored or Prey. I mean, it's really it's putting me in the mind of that. Or The Elder Scrolls. Um, and one of the reasons why I'm more excited for it now is precisely because it's in first person. Because I was thinking, well, it's just going to be another... Witcher 3 kind of game, except in a cyberpunk setting, but now, oh, wow, it's going to be, you know, my favorite type of game is first-person immersive, so now I think, oh, wow, it's going to be a first-person RPG, that's interesting, that's different, and there's, as I've vented elsewhere, there's a lot, been a lot of backlash among gamers and comments about the first-person perspective, but most of them just don't seem to understand that, it, you know, first-person does not mean first-person shooter. It, it can mean any kind of game, and really that, along with the mind-blowing reactions people have had to the demo, have made me think, I really wish I could see that demo. I really want to see more of Cyberpunk 2077. And then... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just agreeing with you. I mean, <laughs> I really want to see more. Yes. Yes, and then the other thing in this also I want to see a lot more of because all we got was a few seconds teaser of, you know, nothing mind-blowing. The Elder Scrolls Six is the other big takeaway for me. Um, we did just get a brief teaser. Nothing more has been shown about it. People are thinking it might be set in High Rock, etc., etc. But it it's disappointing to me. I'm glad they announced it, but knowing that Starfield is coming first and that Starfield will be next-gen... That means that Elder Scrolls Six would be a later game of the next-gen cycle, or even the gen after that, so we'll be waiting quite a while for it. I mean, they are, as I've referenced before, Bethesda is better than Valve because they have confirmed it, but still, we're going to be waiting quite a while for it, but those are my, my big three takeaways from E3. I need to play Resident Evil 2. I'm a lot more excited about Cyberpunk 2077, and wow, The Elder Scrolls Six! it's going to be forever before it comes out. I just feel that they were like, for Elder Scrolls Six, they're probably like, alright, 
you guys keep asking, so fine, we'll show you. Yes. <laughs> you know, we're doing it. Because they knew if they didn't say anything or show anything about it, that there would be backlash about it. And, yeah. I mean, who knows all the emails and, you know, phone calls and letters. I mean, you know how desperate fans can be that they're getting. So they figured, let's just get them off our backs and say, okay, fine, here. We can't show you anything for a long time, but you wanted to know, yes, we are working on it. There you go. Here's your bone, you know. And yeah. maybe even the press conference would have been uh, received in a more negative light had they not shown it off. Oh, yeah, I definitely think it would have been. Fans, already I've seen a lot of negative reactions to Bethesda press conference, a lot of positive ones, too. But I think if they hadn't shown that teaser, there would have been a lot of negativity hurled at them that they blew it this year at E3 they had the worst conference. I can definitely see that. I think it was very necessary for them to show that teaser and to officially announce it. Yeah, I mean, if they had shown off the Alexa thing and Blades, but not Elder Scrolls Six, I mean, there would be riots in the streets. Yes. And I'm excited for um, Blades, by the way, but you know how people are. Um, it's free, so I'll probably pick it up and just try it out. Yeah. I think the thing that amazes me is that, like, everyone's so up in arms about Bethesda's press conference, yet they're so pacified just by seeing a title card with Elder Scrolls Six on it. Like, I, I don't know, like, it just amazes me, because everybody's like, we hate Bethesda, blah, 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 Fallout, Fallout, but then they're just like, okay, Bethesda... We love you because you said Elder Scrolls. Well, it's how fans are. Especially for games like Elder Scrolls. I mean, you know, all all Valve has to do is show a title in aerial font of just Half-Life 3 and people will go crazy and love them. <laughs> I mean, fans want to see the thing they're aching for. And, I mean, Bethesda fans, it's without a doubt Elder Scrolls 6. I'm actually, um, I'm surprised it hasn't come sooner. You know, Oblivion was 06, Skyrim was 11, right? And now it's been almost seven years since Skyrim, and all we get is a tease. Obviously, games, the further we go along, the more work games take to make, and they want Elder Scrolls 6 to be bigger and better than Skyrim or Oblivion or anything before it, but... The gap is wider this time. And Morrowind was 02, right? And then that was just four years to Oblivion, so... Eight years yeah. between it and Daggerfall. So the gap, it, it varies, but... I'm guessing that... Considering it's next-gen... Probably 2021 or 2022. That would be a realistic bet for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the time I'm figuring as well. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Which is also crazy that we're talking about those dates, because it seems like 2020 is so far ahead, but it's less than two years away. I think the crazy thing is, is that we're talking about next-gen, because I'm not going to lie, I assume that the Xbox One and the PS4 were the end of console cycles. 
I mean, people are calling those next-gen just a few years ago, even though they had been out for years as well. And sometimes when I hear next-gen, I still sometimes think Xbox One and PS4 for some reason. I'm just like, what what can we do beyond this? Like, what, what possibly is there that they can make that's better than what's already out there now? except with a few upgraded parts like that's like i get the ps4 pro like that has you know 4k but what's better than that what's better than the xbox i think scorpio or whichever one's xbox out for that one, one x yeah one x many x's <laughs> <laughs> but what's better than these things before we start basically just building PCs out of consoles like I just I'm scratching my head around this one well maybe we'll see in 2020 I was reading that we might be seeing some inklings of Microsoft's next console in 2020 yeah I saw the same about the uh, PlayStation 5 or whatever they decide to call it yeah lord and if they make stupid names for these ones again oh mm. my gosh <laughs> Well, next-gen consoles could be streaming boxes. They could try to integrate virtual reality more so. Um, and they they could be the last ones, but they said, as Haley referenced, that these were going to be the last ones. And in either case, PC gaming gets a lot more credibility because it works better with both streaming and VR, and PC games have been successful lately, especially... Or, unfortunately, I guess, the free-to-play model. But, yeah, next-gen, um, it'll be weird if, like, in a year or two, it's just like, okay, here's the PS5, here's the Xbox, whatever. I mean, and especially as you get older and the years start going by faster, you just wonder, how much will this just keep going on? I mean, and we've seen changes in console life cycles, like when Sega went away after the Dreamcast and Microsoft came in, or when Sony came in back in the the early to mid-90s. But now it seems like there won't be a change like that, because I don't see a new company offering up a console. It just wouldn't even be the same kind of model of, like, when the Xbox was announced or anything. It would it would be like a whole different shape if we saw another change beyond just a new Xbox and a new PlayStation. Yeah, I think they're going to have to get really creative with the next ones to actually make us want to buy them. Exactly. Now, looking ahead to this year, what, as we start to wrap up this shorter podcast episode, what are your most anticipated titles coming up over the next year from E3? They don't necessarily have to be from E3, though my guess is they would be. But what are your most anticipated games coming up over this next calendar year? Definitely Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I've been waiting for 13 years and five spinoffs. I'm glad it's finally got a release date and that it's, you know, just feels a lot closer now. Well, I've got three. And I can't add a Kingdom Hearts, unfortunately, um, <laughs> because I haven't played it. But 
I think a lot of people, since it wasn't shown at E3, we were forgetting Red Dead Redemption 2. But how that's could right. we? I mean, that's yeah. coming out this year. Um, yeah. In fact, I'm mostly looking forward to games coming out this year. I'm just, if I look ahead, I start to think about my wallet, and that's mm. not not going to do that right now. But yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is coming out right when a bunch of other games are, so... I don't know how those games are going to perform just because Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be huge. And then coming out in less than a month is Octopath Traveler, which I've talked about outside of the podcast a lot. I'm really excited to finally play that. And then lastly, of course, Super Smash, which we all know what Smash is, and it's going to be amazing because it always is. If I pre-order my controller, I'm ready. Awesome. Yeah, we know everybody with the Switch is buying that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Get your life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, unlike some people here, my money isn't going towards Smash. Oh, my Aww. God. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, instead, my money's going towards... As I've already mentioned, let's say it for the 400th time, Assassin's Creed! Yay! Um, Yay! (laughs) Not a bad choice. I'm also excited for one game that is coming out February 22nd, just like every other game is. Um, It was briefly mentioned in the week leading up to E3, which I think was a really, really, really bad choice on Sony's part, but Days Gone. Ah, yes. Um, that's right. I, I assume we're going to see more of that. I'm like super excited for that. It looks super interesting. Um, so I'm just excited to see this new take on zombies and a zombie-ish world. And um, just to see motorcycles. Like, if I can ride my motorcycle gunning down zombies, you might never see me again because that's <laughs> all I'm going to do. It'll <laughs> um, be like Daryl from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited for that one because it seemed like nobody really mentioned it. And I was really surprised because I feel like a lot of people were comparing it to um, uh, The Last of Us. So I was really surprised that Sony didn't make more of a effort to showcase it. Um but I mean, that's Sony. They did their whole, like, five days leading up to E3. It was in that. I feel like it definitely should have got more hype, but I don't work for Sony, so. I thought we are going to see more of those, especially because last year they made such a huge deal about it. Yeah, like, they, I feel like they definitely hyped it up, and now it's kind of just, like, quiet. And I'm just like, well, that's really weird. Like, the game looks really good. You put out gameplay for it. Like, they put out an extensive gameplay trailer last year at E3, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, I'm kind of just, like, questioning, like, maybe they'll show more at their PlayStation experience or whatever Sony's Expo is called. I'm hoping that they do. Um, But I don't think anyone should count this game out just yet. Exactly. Now, Mike, what about you? Although, wait, you went first, didn't you? You said Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, um, I never forgot. 
Resident Evil 2 and Devil May Cry 5. I know Devil May Cry 5, they said spring, so... You know. Devil May Cry! <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's, that's really another one I've been waiting years for, so... This year, they were, like, showing all the games I've been waiting for for a long time, so that was good. Now, me, I'm... I'm looking forward to, of course, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And I, I'm also looking forward to uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which wasn't revealed at E3. They showed some more of. I enjoyed the first two games. It comes out this fall, and I, I'm looking forward to that one. But then it, it's a lot of games I need to catch up on old games before I, I check out, like in the case of Kingdom Hearts 3. I need to play the original ones, which I do intend to do. Same thing with Resident Evil 2. If you have a PlayStation 4, just a little plug right here, hmm. um, they're releasing a Kingdom Hearts bundle that comes with basically everything. Oh yeah, I've seen that. PlayStation 4 only, though. Yeah, hmm. I, I've, um, I was, I've been tempted to get it. I, I actually had um, given to me a, a PS2 copy of Kingdom Hearts. So I have oh, the nice. actual original one to play, and then based on that, I might go on to purchase that PS4 collection. Yeah. I think for me, depending on how much it is, I might pick it up, because clearly a lot of our uh, GL staff really like it. So after hearing about it for so much, I feel like I at least need to give it a shot. So I might pick it up depending on what the cost of it is. Yeah, and it's nice. It comes with the final mix of all the games, which just adds more content to the games. And Trevor, being the uh, shooter fan you are, and being the super atmospheric type games, mm-hmm. try out those two uh, Metro games yes. before Metro Exodus. Because Exodus, I saw some gameplay of it yesterday, and it looks really, really good. Yeah, I gotta go play the... Um, I only played the first one, so I gotta play... Yeah, definitely do it. Yeah. I intend to. And my backlog is is huge. I remember a few years ago it just got to this point where it just kept growing and growing. There was a while there I had a pretty steady stream of of old games mixed with new ones, and then it hit a point where I just... I lost it, and it's just grown and grown and grown, and I kind of just let it grow because i i figured i've got the rest of my life you know no pressure anyway any other final thoughts and perhaps i could say any anything you want to reiterate you were surprised wasn't at e3 or just any other final thoughts here before i wrap things up well i guess as a final thought I'll say overall, this E3 was really, really good, and from an objective standpoint, uh, not because I'm a Microsoft fanboy, but because they they really came out swinging, I'd say Microsoft did the best, and this is especially uh, good for them because it's what they needed. They need to prove that they had a lot of games um, that third parties are willing to partner with them because they see that it can be profitable um and overall it was just a really solid show yeah i agree with austin there was a lot of good reveals um 
a lot of stuff that got me hype that I didn't name yet just because I could probably make a list. But I think this year was actually pretty good. Um, and I'm just really excited for, you know, the next year before E3 2019. Hmm. I'm going to have to agree with everyone. Like, I really like this E3. Of course, I'm a Sony fangirl, so I'm going to sit here and say that Sony was the best. But I was pretty surprised with Microsoft and how well they did. And, I mean... I'm really happy for them. They picked up a lot of really good studios, so I'm excited to see what um, they come out with in the future, and, you know, hopefully we can get back on equal playing field, and it's a 50-50 between Sony and Microsoft, and not this 10%, 90% with Sony in lead all the time. Now, you'll notice I haven't picked a winner or a favorite. I liked him. I liked all the, the press conferences we saw and all the company showings. Um, if I was a, a particular fan of any of them, it would be of Bethesda, but I don't think they necessarily won it this year. I, I was kind of bummed about Fallout 76 and just getting a tease of Elder Scrolls 6. Um, I would have loved to seen some more Doom Eternal and Wolfenstein Young Blood, but I'm sure... I'll see more of it at QuakeCon this year, which I will attend. And maybe next year I'll leave and attend D3. Who knows? But anyway, that's our recap podcast on E3 2018. I'm Trevor, and I'll sign off here for Austin, Haley, and Mike. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Bye.